Blog Talk Radio. Receive so far, it's been so hard. There's a few 
dudes to run, but they medulas they sharp, man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any soul off. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Nova Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed. This is your host, the Brother Blue Pill. All right. Very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Welcome back to another episode of KTL Radio, broadcasting live and direct. Okay, family? We have another special episode in store for you tonight. All right, thank you for tuning in. Pardon the slight delay on the show start. But, uh, you know, we're here, we're in the building. All right, I am actually en route to my destination. So I do ask you to bear with me slightly. I'll be there momentarily. All right, family. Um, due to the resounding amount of complaints that I was getting about the audio quality of the past few shows, coupled with the fact that on the last day of the retrograde, my phone finally took its last breath, you know, I went and got a new communication device. Hopefully you can um, hear this transmission a whole lot better, a whole lot clearer, you know. And, um, yeah, so that's what's up. That's what's good. It definitely feels like a a refresher, being able to communicate clearly, be heard clearly. And these phones got all type of gadgets on them. You know, these phones are definitely somewhat fun to familiarize yourself with. Really getting in line with the smartness of these smartphones. All right. Also, I'm going to put on record, just want to share some information, of course, uh, when the brother Red comes in. Matter of fact, let me utilize this phone and see if we can reach him on the three-way because I'm not in front of my computer switchboard. So this is the only other way that I have of um, bringing him in. Give me one second. Well, that experiment didn't work, family. Um, I just got to wait till I get to my destination to get on these switchboards, all right? 
But in the interim, I'm going to share a real quick story with you. This weekend, we took my nephew to the movies. All right, we took him to see a movie called Book of Life. I don't know if the family has had an opportunity to see this movie yet, but I'm like highly, highly recommending that you go and see this movie, especially moving into um, the latter part of this week dealing with, quote, unquote, Halloween or Hallow's Eve. You know, November 1st and the 2nd as well, which is traditionally known as the Day of the Dead in some cultures. They say this is when the uh, the realm between this world and the world beyond, the thinnest of veils, are present during this time. So the ancestors are able to cross over, you know, and I guess they created the horror film industry because I guess during this time of year in Scorpio, it's also easier for, you know, people to cross over from this side to the other side as well. You know, but this is something that uh, is definitely rooted in tradition. And they did a wonderful job of putting that tradition on display in this particular movie called Book of Life, you know, not only was there a very thorough, engaging story attached, but the visuals were very, very, very awe-inspiring, you know, the colors and everything, you know what I'm saying, and it's just something that you should definitely go out and see for yourself, but especially if you have children in your life that you care about, you want to um, express to them a different way of telling the story of not only life, but the quote-unquote afterlife, taking the spookism out of it, I would definitely recommend you utilize that vehicle for life. And it also, you can utilize it as a teaching tool because the story that they tell, it coincides with their culture, their indigenous culture, is also a story that coincides with our indigenous culture as well on the other side, you know, on the continent. And this is the way that they used to give it up, you know, when they explained that when a family member joins a realm of the ancestors, you know, that person's position or place in that realm is guaranteed, you know, they're amongst the quote-unquote living dead as long as their names are remembered long as they live in the land of remembrance. So that's why it's so vital during these particular times to pay homage, you know, and keep the names of your loved ones alive by making supplication and prayer, speaking about them, you know, putting them a story, you know. This particular country immortalizes its legends has holidays for them, it's constantly teaching your children about their story. You know, their history has become your history. So they see to it that the quote-unquote people that they consider great are always alive. They always have a place amongst the uh, land of the living. And unfortunately, 
as a result of genocide and when societies are ruined and things of that nature, there is a possibility that your ancestry can slip into the land of forgetfulness, you know, those that are forgotten, but nobody knows the name of your ancestors, you know. And what we have to understand during this particular time is that that is almost going to be impossible due to the digital realm, you know, due to the fact that you do have a, a digital fingerprint. You know, we are the first. Nobody else came before us. You know, our classic records are now being written in cyberspace. So our profile, our digital profile, you know, the record of what you do, it might sound spooky right now the way the NSA is dealing with it, but it might be something later on that you really end up to benefit from because generations and generations and generations to come are going to be able to look back on these times and have a sort of a reference to who you are and what you were doing, a complete reference at that, you know, and it's almost impossible under those circumstances for you to be forgotten, you know. Uh, I mean, that's just how I see it. Some things might change to alter that altogether, but for the most part, that's probably how it's going to play out. So this is the way that things go. Um, and he put it, like I said, in a beautiful, colorful story for the family can access the story and your, your children can find a way to digest it beautifully. You know, and I recommend it, you know. Uh, instead of necessarily spooking them out about the upcoming Halloween and, and what have you this weekend, use this time of year as an educational tool to actually tip them to some information that can help, help uh, you know, grow their points of reference into different things in different cultures. Okay? Just give me one second, y'all. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. I'm almost at my destination. Please bear with me. Give me one second to get it together. We do have an amazing show for you tonight. All right, we have a wonderful lineup introducing a brother to the program for the very first time as well our brother Grant Ark. I believe we have the arts degree on the line as well. As soon as I can get into my uh, my database, I will bring the brother forth. Okay. Shout out to the family who joined us for last Friday's engaging episode here on KTL Radio. Shout out to the Millers. Absolutely, they're going to be here in New York City on November 1st, which I believe is Saturday, this upcoming Saturday. So you don't want to miss that. Coral Hall, which is in directly across the street from, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Mega Evers College. They're going to be in the building. 
Don't want to miss it. If anybody knows what they're about and the gifts that they bring, definitely want to be in league to be receiving those gifts. All right, so check them out. If you need some more reference information, then you can uh, actually listen to Friday's show. All right? And I'll explain to you what they have that's actually, you know, they have some special gifts that they've been cultivating, some energy that they've been cultivating for about five years on these uh, Heru wands. Okay? They will be unveiling them for the very first time this coming weekend, live and direct here in New York City, Brooklyn, New York. All right? And then I think they're going to be at Nicholas uh day after that or what have you. So you definitely want to check them out for that. They're legends, of course. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to King Simon, King Simon Productions. Um, if there are any other events in the city that we do not know about, feel free once we open the chat room. If you want to drop a link, drop a link. If you want to call in later on and make it be known, we do that as well. We'll blast it off. All right. All right. Hold on, y'all. Family Brother Reptile, pardon me for the um, hold up. You know what I mean? Give thanks for Brother Blue for holding it down. You know what I'm saying? Uh, welcome to Nova Leslie before we forget. Yeah, uh, everybody that's on the line, all of our upcoming guests, just uh, be steadfast to go to setting up the studio as we speak. Um, shout out to all my Scorpios out there. You know, Scorpio season is in full effect. We've been um, having some wonderful, uh, what would you call it, breakthroughs? Yeah, the ancestors, I guess that, that the, the scorpion gods are like, you know, making it rain, opening up doors and opportunities, you know what I'm saying? And uh, opportunities are falling in our lap. We have some, you know, pretty uh, exciting announcements that will be coming up, hopefully, by uh, the first of the month or the beginning of next week, you know what I'm saying? So stay tuned. Uh, and, um, you know, just, just, just stay tuned, you know what I mean? Stay with us. Uh, shout out to everybody that is joining the show for the first time. Welcome to Nova Ledge Radio. Uh, for the family that's coming back, welcome to Nova Ledge Radio. Do us a favor, though. Uh, share with your networks while we uh, wait for our guests. But the show is on tonight, you know what I'm saying? And we have some powerful information. I believe we're going to bring on KT to Arch Degree before we get into our guest tonight. He has a few announcements that he wants to make. All right, my other Scorpio, our third half of the Scorpio trilogy. Shout out to A.A. Rashid. Spoke to him today. He has uh, some very exciting information to share with the family about his adventures, you know what I mean, out in the West. So that still will be coming up very soon. Uh, just a lot of things, man. You know, it's just a lot of things. A lot of people are working. Um, on their level, shout out to Brother Michael Singleton. I spoke to him recently. He also has uh, some very interesting news and some very interesting updates dealing with the network marketing 
All right, shout out to all of the Kitsail Empowerment family, the familiar. I remember last time around this time, you know, we were just beginning to uh, become acquainted with one another and, um, you know, fearlessly diving into the world of network marketing, things of that nature. Here we are about a year later with more, I would say, skills and um, more knowledge as to what that's all about. And um, I'm looking forward to this next endeavor, to go on this next endeavor with the um, with our with our family. We call you fortune builders. We're fortune builders. You know, before we nation build, we're going to get into the art of fortune building, you know what I mean, startup entrepreneurships and things of that nature. So look out for that announcement coming up very soon for my KTM Empowerment family. We did not forget about you. Don't worry, we're not out here popping our collars, you know, acting like, you know, we made it, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we reached the we reached the million the million man mark or anything, because that's definitely not the case. Uh we just were retooling, reevaluating, um, and just putting some programs into order that uh need to be put into order, you know what I'm saying? Answering some of the uh wishes of the family. You feel me? So that's coming up very soon because, as we know, holiday season is coming up, or what they call we know what's going on, holiday season. Uh, the end of the fiscal year is also uh, around the corner. Um, those winter months, it, it's kind of hard for entrepreneurs and people who um, get their money in, um, in warm climates. You know, that also is uh, approaching us. So, you know, we just know that it's time to get into some um, different income streams, you know what I mean? Don't give up your day job. You don't really have to do that. But the uh, opportunity to dive into different income streams is going to be upon us. We're going to make sure that we present these um, opportunities to the family. And then from there forth, we'll be able to move forward. All right? So let me um, get this phone as like a blue pill. And we shall commence. Hold on. Yes, family. All right, studios pulling up. Do your thing. Yeah, my studio is uh, configurating. You know, we're going to open up the chat, like I said, and these lines will be open so we can start bringing our guests forward. This is another two-hour episode today. It's going to conclude on around the hour of 11 o'clock. If Bob Talk permits us to go beyond that, we will continue it, but they've been cutting us off. At the 11 o'clock hour, we are experimenting with a shorter program. We feel that our guests should be able to get in what it is that they need to get in within a two-hour window. You know, very rarely do I go to engagements outside of lectures where, you know, people are conversating for three or four hours. You understand? Like, it's cool for us. You know, we're here, we're in the building, and we're engaging and everything. But I've been hearing from friends of mine that are like, I'm trying to share your show with a friend of mine that's over here. And it's like, you know, some people, they just really can't find three or four hours, you know, to sit down and listen to a program, you know. And somebody else was telling me, they was like, man, you got the people spoiled over there. Three hours, four hours? And it's like, put it in two hours, bro. 
everything that needs to be said, you should be able to fit into a two-hour pill. So, you know, like the NBA, we're experimenting. You know, we're going to see what we get out of this. Um, and and we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you in terms of the results. And we definitely want feedback from the family. You know what I'm saying? We definitely want to hear what's on your mind, what are your thoughts, how you feel about it. Is it comfortable? Does it flow smoothly? Is it too quick? Is it a quickie? You know what I'm saying? So we are open to suggestions and feedback and input and all that good stuff. All right. Shout out to Sarnetta and House of Consciousness. We have another clip up there. We did something on House of Consciousness this weekend dealing with Ebola, okay, dealing with some Ebola information. We definitely recommend that the family checks that out on the network, all right? I guess that's Sarnetta TV on YouTube or it's either Black News um, on one or two, whatever that is. I think we're going to be putting it up on the uh, on the networks like sometime tonight. All right. So one second, the studio is still reconfiguring and pulling up. I had to reset the uh, the links. Okay, here we go. Just about, just about. Let me open up my co-host's line. Three, four, seven. Peace. Peace. Yes, sir. Four, Go ahead four, and open up four, four, nine, four, two. four, four, nine, two. KT the Ark. Peace, peace. What's the deal, people? Uh, brother, yep. you know, resilience, man, just perseverance. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, yo, it's, we, we in the Scorpio, son. <laughs> It's Scorpio, it Scorpio time, time, baby. 2014, mm-hmm. baby. Scorpio time. Amen. Oh, how y'all doing? Oh, we wonderful. As you know, you should be able to tell. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, like I, I got so much. I got so much to say, man. I'm just waiting for y'all to say. Go. <laughs> oh, like go. I got it. Use the bathroom, said Oh, man. Yeah, like, go. All right. Go. So, look, first of all, listen, the, you know, you get those moments in life, man, where where you, everybody doubts themselves. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, you know what gifts and talents that you possess. You know what you're able to do. But, you know, you get caught up in the matrix. You get caught up in the everyday. You get caught up in the struggle. And, you know, sometimes you feel whatever gift, whatever talent, or whatever your purpose is, you feel that it kind of pales in comparison to, you know, what what's out here and what you're putting your energy on. But Can every now and again... It? What's that? What's that? I call it the struggle that Clark Kent used to go through being Superman, brother. That's right. That's what I'm saying, man. Keep trying to keep them glasses straight, making sure that button is all the way up so they don't see that red and blue. <laughs> Underneath, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like you feel that, and then and then every now and again, an individual, if they're lucky. If they if they if they keep their 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 perseverance, if they keep their resilience, if they stay strong, 
what ends up happening is they have this moment of clarity, this epiphany happens where the universe is like, listen, you got it. So stop tripping. So don't panic. It started started yesterday. You know what I mean? Me me and Blue was building on Interstellar. Um, and I was sending him some information on it because it was like, it was hitting me. He was like, yo, did you see the Jim Carrey uh, skit on SNL? They were talking about two ghosts. They was called, called Red and Blue. And I was like, did you no, see the Max McConaughey Paul skit? Yeah. I mean, Paul not and Phil, my Philip bad, not Red and Paul. Blue. They yeah. was called Philip and Paul, yeah. right? That's, that's the yeah, Jim Carrey figure. joint, right? And Jim you know? Carrey got a movie coming out on our birthday. See, that's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Once, the dumb and dumb. The life. Dumb and dumber. Come on, man. So, so then, then I'm like, yo, did you see the skit where he was impersonating Matthew McConaughey? And he was like, nah. So right there, there was another synchronicity. I'm like, yo, Matthew McConaughey is a Scorpio. He's actually uh, November second. Um, and then um, what's her name? Uh, Anne Hathaway is November twelfth. And then the the girl who's playing the daughter in Interstellar, she's like I think November tenth. So it's just like all these Scorpios in the movie. Of course it would be yeah. because they're going through the wormhole. So who else were they going to be, right? But not so only is at, yeah he born on November second, but the man also happens to be forty four years old. Now he not only is he forty four. Not only is he yeah. 44, but Christopher Nolan, who's the director, you know what I'm saying? He's 44 years old. So you got the twin. You got the red and blue 44 resonators taking place on the film itself. Now, um, I, I made a lot of posts, you know, on Facebook from my Hollywood Decoded page. Anybody listening, y'all need to go check it out. You know where I'm talking about, you know, their consultant is Rip Thorne. Kip Thorne, I mean. Kip Thorne is like, you know, um, the 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 resident cat that deals with black holes. He's the one who's been you know studying in Caltech. You know all the Einstein relativity theories. He's best friend with Stephen Hawking. He's pretty much the go-to guy with that consciousness. You know what I'm saying? With 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 that state of mind. There's a war going on. There's a civil war that's taking place within the physics community between two factions of scientists. One faction are the ones that have gravitation as their foundation, foundation principle of how the universe works. And then you have a group called the Thunderbolts, which is another group of physicists that are following um, a foundation that states that the universe is based on electricity called the electric sky. So these are the two factions that are fighting. The electric sky makes way more sense but the gravitation makes way more money, and it assists in keeping all of us on this light cold lockdown that we're suffering from. And he is the guy that's at the helm, this Rip Thorne. So Rip, the Kip Thorne, my bad. Kip Thorne gets with Christopher Nolan, and they decide to do this movie because he's like, man, I done taught all this stuff. I done wrote all these papers. He says, I want to do movies now because he realizes the power of the film. That, and and what right. Interstellar is actually going to do is it's going to create an actual wormhole or black hole through the dimension of the silver screen so that 
the people as a viewer, when they go to see this film, they actually are going to fall through a black hole. And when they're done watching this movie, it's going to be a different reality that they're going to exist in. Because the black hole that they're showing in this film is, is unlike any other black hole you've seen on screen. Everybody else does the funnel, you know, the tornado or, you know, the water going down, you know, the drain. But they actually had to create um, 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 computer graphic rendering models and software to coincide with the, the mathematical formulae that Kip Thorne presented to them. So the technology of this film has not been even utilized before and was only created based upon the, the unification of Hollywood and gravitational physics and science. Now, so I'm, I'm on all this, and then, and then Blue hits me with the, yo, you heard about the Oculus Rift. And I was like, yeah, they're using the Oculus Rift on the movie. Now, for those of y'all who don't know who Oculus Rift is, when you think of Oculus, you know, that's the eye. When you think of a rift, that's like a hole or, or, or a cut, a, a tear through the seam of space-time. What Oculus Rift is, it's a technology that's, that came out in 2012, right? That's when it made its first debut that deals with virtual reality. So um, this movie, in a cell is going to be the first film where people are going to actually strap on the surrogate goggles. If you look at the footage I got on Hollywood Decoded, it's going to take you right back to that movie Surrogate where they got the joints on their, on their eyes. And three-dimensionally, everywhere you look, you're going to be within inside the realm of this film. You look to the left, you look up, you look down, you're going to see space, nebula, you're going to be on a spaceship, you're going to reach out. There was people who were saying they were stepping up on steps. They almost fell because when you, when you got these goggles on, it's hard to decipher fact from fiction. So all this stuff is going on with this film, and it's just hitting me, hitting me, and I'm like, yo, this is going to be the one. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing my decoded on it because I'm getting ready, you know, to, to do the interstellar joint. And I come to find out they started production on August 6, 2013. And I was like, wow, that's dope because that was when my wife went into labor with my youngest daughter, Anina, the, the, the child that I was able to birth unassisted at home. She was born August 7th. So I said, wow, they started the movie when I gave birth to my daughter. I said, that's interesting that she's a Leo. So then they said the first viewing of the film after it was wrapped up was done on October 19th. I said, well, that's deep because I just celebrated my, my middle son's birthday, Kanasi. You know, we went to the zoo. His birthday's on October 19th. That's the day before our grandmother's birthday, and that's also my paternal grandmother's birthday, October 19th. So my paternal grandmother and my maternal grandmother are just a day apart. So I found that quite interesting. So I'm looking at all these things lining up, and I'm like, yo, something's about to happen. So I come home today, and I go looking up, you know, you know, doing my research, and Marvel just made an announcement, and their announcement was that they came up with all the movies that they're going to do up until 2019. So I'm looking at all the movies, and they finally said they're doing the Black Panther, which knocked mm. me out my seat, knocked me out my seat, because – I was like, before I read about it, I said, please let it be Chadwick Bosman because I did the Hollywood decoded Captain. I did the Captain America joint six months ago, and I told everybody, I said, listen, 
because Chadwick Bosman was Jackie Robinson, because Jackie Robinson is 42, because 42 represents his breaking the color barrier by being the angle that light has to bend in a raindrop to create the seven-band spectrum, and it's also Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in baseball, I said, he, now he plays James Brown, and then he's going to end up playing Tahuti. I said, he's Tahuti. I said, he's Thoth. I said, he's going to be Black Panther because Jackie Robinson was part of the 761st Black Panther Tank Battalion back in 1944, back when Captain America first came out. I said, Chadwick Bosman is going to be Black Panther. I said the term... The term America's pastime, remember America's pastime is Captain America because he, he fell in, in the 40s. He didn't wake up till the 2000s. He passed through time. He is America's pastime. America's pastime means baseball. That term was coined by a guy named Henry Chadwick. Now, I was like, that's dope because how his name Henry Chadwick, but then a cat named Chadwick Bosman ends up being Jackie Robinson. So I was like, yo, he going to be the Panther. So I look down, and I'm reading an article, and lo and behold, they say Chadwick Bosman is going to be Black Panther. I start getting all of these hits on Facebook talk about, man, you were right, man. You said that. You're <laughs> so I'm looking at the poster, and, and I'm thinking all of that blew my mind, and I had no idea. I look at the release date, and the release date is November 3rd, 2017. Almost fell out of my seats. <laughs> yo, Can you tell them what November 3rd is? Marvel Universe was like, yo, we see you, baby. We see you. Uh, for anybody who don't know, like like, like you say, red and blue are Scorpios, and I, I complete the Scorpio trio because I'm one too. Their birthday is November 14th. My birthday is November 3rd, so um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't know what else to say. I was just like, here it is. So that right there, that that little synchronicity I've had over these past two days is enough to let me know I know what I'm doing. So and I just got to take this and run with it. So we go and see the Book of Life on Saturday, right? You oh take, man, I already take know. Amir, right? Amir, who's born baby. on November seventh. This the same day yes. that Estella is coming out, right? Directed and by the full moon and uh, the lunar uh, eclipse. Yeah, Chris Nolan, who's forty-four, is starring Matthew McConaughey, who's forty-four, dealing with the Oculus Rift. We've been telling the family about the Oculus Rift since they went boom. So we're leaving the movie after we was blown away by this marvelous movie, and then they have the uh, the Dumb and Dumber thing right <laughs> outside of the movie where you can put your faces out of the truck and take pictures. So we right. like, yo, let's take this picture before, you know, let's get a, let's get a, a, a drop on this before they get a drop on us. You know, cause we've seen the movie of course coming out on our birthday. So we take the picture of Dumb and Dumber two. Right. And then, like I said, later on that night on Saturday night live, the dude that starred in the movie called 23, didn't Jim Carrey star in 23? Number 23. Yep. Yep. Which is a five. They have a skit on KTL about two friendly ghosts called Paul and Phil. Now, how do you do that? Come on, man. <laughs> See, this is what I call Come entertainment. On, we already made a word for this before. The minute you, put, the minute you coined it, and really the minute you coined it, you, know it you turned it up. You turned it up. 
The minute you coined that phrase, everything got turned up. Oh, and then on top of that, I just posted the 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 launch. You, did you hear about the the um the the uh, space station uh, rocket that blew up? No. Nah. Yep. Now okay. you know, Interstellar is designed after the International Space Station, right? They just had yes. a rocket that was supposed to send uh, take a bunch of stuff up to the space station. Ended up blowing up. Uh, what is it? Six point twenty two seconds or something before it, you know it, it uh, as it as it took off. The but name? Look, why? The name? Why they had on, to the, dodge the International Space Station yesterday from debris that was coming from a Russian satellite that has been in orbit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know the debris has been floating in orbit. So they saying that they had to dodge it yesterday and maneuver the ISS out of the pathway of it. Right. Mm. Now look, the ro- I didn't say what the rocket was called though. The rocket that they were sending to the space station was called Antares. Antares? Now, yes. What's what's Antares? Oh, Blue. The heart of Scorpio. Oh come on now. The heart of Scorpio. I would I would tell everybody do some look and see if there's anything dealing with Jay Z in the news because Antares also is the number three twenty seven in Kabbalah, which is his number. The name right. Jay Z equals Scorpio, even though he's a Sagittarius. His his Sean Carter's a Sagittarius, but Jay Z is a Scorpio. Based on the resonance of that number. Telling that the number. fact that the 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 whole thing about the, the galactic rift, right? The galactic rift of 2012 is the is the um, the the bow of Sagittarius. The tip of that bow pointing towards the heart, Antares, the heart of Scorpio. That's why That's he it. came out with Death of the Auto Tune because the Auto Tune is made by a company called Antares. So only he right. could kill Auto Tune. Damn, it is shit. Look. But um, we're well into, you know, our starting time. Again, my apologies for starting the program a little late, getting my thing together. But we're here. Wonderful presentation. You a legend. We already know this. LucyDecoders.com is where you can go and get this brother's masterful piece of art, okay, the visual presentation that he does, Hollywood Decoded. You can check him out on Facebook, Hollywood Decoded. He will be back here, I'm sure, very shortly. We're gonna. Oh no, no, no! Not, 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 not just. I won't. I won't just be back on the show real soon. But that's my other announcement for all y'all people up in the Empire State. KT the Arts degree is on his way. Okay. I will be up there. I will be up there for the full moon. I will be up there for Amir's birthday, and I'll be up there for that week. So I will be in the building live and direct. Okay, so we need, yeah, we're gonna be doing an online presentation if that's the case. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be doing a lot, brother. So I just wanted to oh, put no that more. out there. You just turned it up. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Now you turned it up. You know what I'm saying? So right. we got to get so our, at, our our ducks in order. You oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're sure gonna, that, uh, we're gonna, yeah. We're gonna make it happen. We get this rocket. We're gonna get this rocket in space. This rocket is not gonna be blown up, take right. off, or lift off. All right. So with that, I'm gonna gracefully bow out. 
because I know we got to get into the uh, into the guests and everything like that. I'll be in the background with my pen and my pad, brother. No doubt. Royal Arc degree. I'll be about to welcome my brother to Grand Arc, so you got to be in the building for this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yes, sir. Okay, so let me get directly into the description of the show so we can get into tonight's program. All right? Psychological effects fashion has on society is tonight's program featuring our brother Grand Auk. Also, a special guest, our brother Cyrus L. will be in the building presiding over tonight's affairs. Tune in tonight for another powerful episode of KTL Radio. We will discuss the science of why we have to dress how we want to be addressed. What goes into making a conscious choice and performing one of the most important morning rituals, getting properly dressed and preparing for the day ahead. Join us as we welcome Brother Grand Ark, and we welcome back our Brother Cyrus L. to the program to do the knowledge. Tune in, family, classes, and session. Uh, Brother Red, is this the Brother calling in from the Skype number? I believe so. All right, so with no further ado, we present to you our Brother from calling in from Skype, C-H-O-A-S. It's just our brother, Grand Hawk. Peace. Hello? This is, this is Greetings. Grand Art. I don't think this is Grand Art, Blue Pill. I think you got caught. Okay. okay. But put me on the line. All right. I do have questions. Hopefully you give it to me. Huh? I, had, I do have questions. I'm hoping that you'll get to me once the question. Yes, we will. We will, brother. Yeah. All right. Yes. Brother Red, can you... um? Call a brother to find out what number he's calling from. Brother Grand Ark, if you are on the line with us, please press one at this time. Start going up, open up your phone line, please. In the meantime, I'm going to open up my brother Cyrus L's line, okay? Call it from the okay. 347. All right. Disappeared just a second ago. Hmm. Brother Brad. Yes, sir. Yes. Hold on. Okay. Let me see if this is called from three four seven two hundred. Call it from the three four seven two hundred. Peace. Peace, 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 it's Grand Hawk. Peace, peace Brother Grand Hawk. Yeah, peace, what up? Yeah, a little technical difficulties there. That's all good. We're here now. We're still with you, brother. I'm good, I'm good. Glad to be here. Peace to the KTL family. Red pill, blue pill. Peace, brother. Uh, peace, my brother. What's good tonight? All is well, brother. We're here doing the knowledge, you know, uh, anticipating the show tonight. You know what I mean? This is a topic that speaks to me personally, as well as uh, the brother that will be joining us, uh, our brother, Silas L. So I'm very interested to uh, hear what it is that you want to share with the family. I would also love to add on as well. Uh, before we begin, can you just briefly introduce yourself to the, uh, the KCL family, to the audience? Let them know who you are, some of the things that you do. 
Well, I'm Jason Kidd, also known as Grand Arc, owner and creative Get Out the Box TV, which is a, a movement based on progressive and conscious apparel. Um, when I say movement, I'm talking about creating an impression upon the people's minds uh, that makes them feel good about wearing positive images. Um, I attach TV to apparel because 90% of what we wear comes from the images we see on television and other forms of mass media. You know, the TV is still the greatest tool of indoctrination. You know, repetition is still the, the best form of hypnosis. You know what I'm saying? So through the TV, neurons and bridges are connected to our brains, and we buy what's familiar to us, point blank and simple. And and so, you know, that's why when you walk down the street, it's really impossible um, to wear clothes without sending off any social signals. You know, every outfit right. you wear, to, you know, tells a subtle story about you. Um, it describes a person's emotions, political status, uh, cultural um, status, and all of overall conscious awareness. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. You know, every organa- organization correlates um, their status to their clothes. You know, the government officials religious clergy, occult societies, law enforcement, you know, they all assert their ranking through their regalia, you know. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When meeting a person, um, their skin color and their clothing are the two main characteristics we use to formulate an impression, point blank and simple. You know what I'm saying? Your, your, Your clothing is your second layer of skin. And that's why I say every time you get dressed, you're performing ritual. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is why we need to start consciously selecting uh, specific outfits for specific occasions. Um, right. You know, they, you know what I'm saying? They've done studies uh, that show that a person goes on a job interview with minimal qualifications is more likely to get hired um, based on their professional attire rather than a person who is a uh, Less professionally addressed and and even more qualified, right? You know what I'm saying? So you're literally creating a blueprint so, on how right. people. Go ahead. Now, go ahead. Ask that question. What is what does that say more so about perception than anything else? Um, well, perception is it's all about emotions. That's all it's about. We we see how we mm. feel. You know what I'm saying? Um, Understood. Close. Yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? We wear how we feel. We li- we literally wear, wear our emotions on our sleeves. You know what I'm saying? Clothes can communicate power, success, um, even determine how attractive a person is. You know, they've done studies where on, on college girl students where they got four guys all wearing a gray sweatshirt. One sweatshirt had nothing on it. One gray shirt had like a Kmart logo on it. The other sweatshirt had on um, uh, American Ego and uh, Amber Comedy and Fence. Eight out of ten times, the people wearing the name brand clothes, American Ego and Amber Comedy and Fence, were, um, were, were were said to be more attractive. And then when they switched the T-shirts on the fellas, so the, the two that had on the Blink sweatshirt and the Kmart sweatshirt now had on the Amber Comedy and Fence and the American Eagle sweatshirt, and then they tested another group of girls, eight out of ten times, those girl, I mean, those guys were labeled um, more attractive. 
Oh. You see what I'm saying? So you're literally creating a blueprint. Yeah, with the logo. Exactly, the logo, the images, is everything. We all know that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is. Some people thought that was just a spike, uh, spike promotion. Say that again. Yeah, your phone sounds a little foggy. Sorry. Some people thought that that was just a Sprite commercial. That was a jingle from Sprite. Images, everything. So this is not exactly. You know, you're you're literally creating a blueprint on how people um, interact with you based on based on your outfit. And every outfit has a social meaning. Every 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 um, logo has a social meaning attached to it. It's it's, it's pure magic. You know what I'm saying. Therefore, clothing. Sigils. Say that again. So I said sigils. Exactly. Which were going to medieval uh, and 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 Moorish Renaissance artistry that um, those people who practiced a form of uh, sorcery were very astute in the art of drawing sigils. So, exactly. Yeah, I got, definitely. Yeah, I, I I do my rituals. I got my sigils and all that too. I know it is. I'm on it. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they Please continue. Uh, like I was saying, clothes influences perception, which is uh, preceded by reactive behaviors. Um, this is why it's important to define your culture carefully based on the clothes you wear. You know, they got these uh, entertainers out here. Um wearing certain fashion brands and acting coolness and, you know, creating stereotypes based on those actions. So when the cops see you and they stop and frisk you, they're not even judging you on your, on your skin color and your phenotype. They're judging you on your apparel, which is your second layer of skin. Hmm. So that you see what I'm saying? So this is why we have to define yeah. our clothes in the, correctly. In the streets, right, what we call the felony look. Exactly, <laughs> and then there we go. Yeah, because like the new felony look, the felony look now. I don't mean to cut your wisdom, God, but the felony look in the '90s was the oversized jeans, you know, the the the, the black dirty hoodie, you know what I mean, with the mad big hood, with the pointy the pointy top that you could pull over and basically camouflage yourself because the people were doing robberies and stuff like that. You wanted to, um, you know, you was on your Grim Reaper. You was hiding behind your hood. Nowadays, the felony look is niggas with no, with, with their pants sagging. You understand? I don't care if you're wearing a $500 pair of True Religions. It, it doesn't matter if you're wearing a pair of Kmart jeans. If your shit's are sagging and we got to see your underwear and stuff like that, that's the felony look. That's, that's why police, and it goes back into, you know, what it is that you're saying about your wardrobe or your uniform being an indication of, you know, it, it states who you are in society. So there's a there's a there's a contingency in, in our generation or our uh you know, in our society of undesirables. Exactly. That that there's a green light on them. You know what I mean? You know how like when gangs green light each other it's it's time for you to go. You know what I'm saying? If you or in the mafia when 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 you know they're sitting at the commissioner sitting at the round table and they green light you, then it's yeah. open season on you. There's open season on niggas with their pants hanging down. Like the police, 
and other people in, in law enforcement and other people, prosecutors and, you know, uh, social workers. Everybody is in a, I feel like it's an unsaid thing. Like they don't even have to publicly say it. That they have to do whatever that they can to abuse and molest and get rid of these niggas and embarrass them. And and because you're, because you're assaulting the people in, with your appearance in the first place. You, we have to put that on the record and we have to be honest about that. You're re-watching your underwear as you walk down the street to struggle with your pants. And I got to look at your ass. And I got to look at your boxers or your briefs. You've assaulted me. That's you, disrupt my, you disrupt my breakfast and my lunch. <laughs> so I'm going to assault you. It's an unsaid thing that I'm going to, and if the police or if the authorities assault you, I'm going to turn a blind eye to it because this is an eye for an eye. They stigmatize our You can assault people with your appearance. I'm sorry, say that again? I said they stigmatize our culture, which is, you know, the the youth culture, the hip-hop culture. The whole time, exactly. Which used to have a a positive subculture to it. But now we've integrated into pop culture. And and now you can't even distinguish between um, hip-hop and pop anymore. You know, they they they've yep. integrated so much with the tattoos and 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 the um the chains on the jeans and the tight pants and the piercings. You know, back in the in the nineties you saw somebody with tattoos all over their face, you'd be like, Yo, that that what's guy is like what's wrong with this dude? He must be one of them, you know, them uh evil rock and roll dudes, whatever, whatever. And and mm-hmm. now it's now it's become the hip hop norm. So we've integrated so much that we lost our identity. Mm. You know that, and you know this is why culture is important because uh, it, it it defines the people um, who they are. It protects them from their ignorance. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But we have, but our culture, um, we really didn't have a culture. They they they, they really uh, took over our culture. And they stigmatized it and put negative connotations around it. So now, so now, these neg- negative stereotypes that's on TV are attached to our clothing now, because we buy what's from for what's for, for, um, familiar. So these uh, repetitions, these these images of these entertainers on TV are uh, constantly got their pants sagging, constantly got their pants sagging. So now we go to the store, and now we buy pants uh, that are too tight for us. That that therefore we have to sag them. These kids can't even pull up their pants if they wanted to. They buy them too small. They buy them like that. They buy them. You know like when that. I, you know when I saw that that dynamics, and I was in, I was, I had my jeans on. Like what the hell? Like how did this shit work? I bought a pair of True Religions, or rather, I received a pair of True Religions, and like. Was like oh seven oh eight, right after the whole Red Monkey craze. You know what I mean? When that started playing out, uh, Red uh, Robin jeans, they started picking up, and then the True started popping. So we on 125th Street, so you know we get first dibs on everything that they selling on 125th Street. Yeah. So I caught the Trues, and I was like, yo, these are crazy because. What they did, I, you know, that's when everybody was, quote, unquote, when before it got assimilated, they were calling it the Euro, the Euro look. It's like, yo, we get on our Euro shit. 
So I understood what they knew about. The, I understood what they meant about the Euro cut because it was cut short in the crotch area. If you understand what I'm saying. Like yeah, the way that the Euro jeans are cut is that they sag because the crotch area is cut completely up. So unless you want to walk around with your mankind in a headlock, right, you got to pull them down in order to walk comfortably. Now, people are taking it overboard and they're pulling it all the way down. They walk like penguins now. But in that, in that, around that same time, I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Like, you can't, I can't even wear these comfortably. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's how the SAG got so extreme because, like you said, around oh eight oh seven, that's when they came with these uh, Rock and Republics, antique um, denims, those jeans like that. And so, you know, the, the entertainers and the rappers, you know, they got to keep up with the fashion. So they rocking these Euro cut jeans, but like you said, you can't you can't you can't walk around with your pants tight like that. If you if you're a gangster, if you're a G. So they had to sag them in order to swag it out. And therefore, everybody just started, you know, copying them, copying them. And now it's just, it's, 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 it's basic, it's basic hip-hop fashion now. you got to sag them down to your knees now. It's automatic. And so it's, it's, it's really crazy. So, because in the 90s, we sagged them a little bit. But now they just took it to a whole different level. And so... That- who ushered that in? Was it the stylist? Was it the influence? Was it Rome? Like, what brought that? Well, I think was ushered that in. Um, I think after after a lot of um, black clothing lines like Sean John and and um, Rockefeller, um, after they went out of style then everybody had to get on something else. So everybody started mm-hmm. rocking the Gucci and the Prada and that came in. So everybody went on this 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 went went off of black consciousness or, or, or the black products and everybody got on this Euro stuff now because everybody gotta rock the next new shit. I'm saying we they had to get off that old shit. And so I think that's how it came in, and so it started with the bags, with the, with the ladies, and then it caught on with the shoes, with the fellas. You know, everybody had on had had on the Prada and the Gucci shoes, and then we just had to take it to the next level. You know, black people, we always got to take it to the next level. We always got to be better than somebody else, and so <laughs> we got we got to coordinate, right? <laughs> we got to coordinate. So we got on the Gucci shoes, and boom, boom. Then we had to get on the Euro cut jeans. And I think what ushered it in was probably was probably the stylists, definitely, because all the stylists are homosexuals. And so, you know, and they're dressing the artists now. You know, the whole industry is, is, is ran by homosexuals, even the makeup artists. If you can see the makeup artists with the girls now, girls took, is they call it their face beat or their face caked up. They homosexuals. Homosexuals have to put on that much makeup to to to, to hide their masculine looks. Now, now since they're doing the makeup for the females, they're caking on this makeup on the females and making them look like homosexuals. And it has and and the same thing has 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 um drifted down to 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 the clothes. Now you got men wearing dresses and wearing skirts or 
and stuff like that. So it's is is definitely been ushered in uh from 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 behind the scenes. You mm. know, so well, the blue pill makes a very interesting uh analogy or rather a summation about living in Rome, when in Rome and doing as Romans do. And maybe the unconscious um influence that brothers and sisters may not even realize that Rome has on our people, our minds, our culture, what we do, what we strive for, what we kill for, what we die for, what niggas fry for. Feel what I'm saying? What dudes is doing nine lives for. It's all Roman. Uh, I want Brother Blue Pill to touch on that real quick so you could uh, get a picture of what it is that I'm saying. Well, when you think about our aspirations and our desires, you know, mainly everything that we seek to acquire is to run to Rome, to be in Rome. You know, when we're talking about high fashion, we're thinking about Italian designers, Prada, you know, um, D&G, Moschino, you know, these were all of the brands that when you're talking about this particular period in time when materialism got a grip and a hold on us as a culture, prior to that, you know, you had Levi's and Calvin Klein's and, and Adidas and what have you. It was somewhat subtle because hip-hop hadn't reached its full identity or the uh, sabotage of its image hadn't really taken root completely as of yet. So they had Roman actors depicting, you know, people like Scarface, you know, Al Pacino or, or the Godfather, you know what I'm saying, Al Pacino and things of this nature. And that kind of pushed hip-hop towards the entire infatuation with the mafioso, you know, mean when they were, everybody was a mobster, again, dealing with the Roman sons, you know what I'm saying, Roman um, soldiers or what have you, or the soldiers of Rome, which they showed you, in Godfather Three, the mafiosos just soldiers of the Vatican. Okay. Also, so, on Boardwalk Empire. Yes. They dropped it in the episode. They said, "Yeah." So we we were making these subtle inch moves towards, you know, this particular uh, infatuation with this culture dynamic, and like I said the epitome of what one can attain when they get some fiat, right? You got to bust out in the Bugatti. You got to bust out in the Lambo. You know what I'm saying? You got to bust out in the Maserati. You got to bust out in the Ferrari. You know, all of these things. You got to break your neck, sell poison, you know, decimate your society or whatever is necessary. You got to do what you must by any and all means necessary, you know, to get in Rome, to run, you know what I'm saying, to run to Rome. You feel me? Yeah, I guess, and it's subtle. Yeah. Like I said, it's not even something that we see, but it's the reality of where we are and what happened with hip-hop when its identity was hijacked. You know, and they, they had to use a son of Rome in order to do that. They had to use a Puff Daddy who was a, a Catholic student at that time. They had to use Christopher Wallace who also came through Catholic school at that time. They were sons of Rome, you know, and they brought forward the energy that 
I wouldn't even say that they were 100% responsible for because they didn't necessarily start the trends, but they popularized them and they gave these trends a platform to be expressed. They gave it a soundtrack. And once you put a vibration and a beat behind it, and this, like you said, this is the new thing, this is the way to go, you know, I mean, I was around people in my generation that initially, you know, they spent three, four hundred dollars on a polo sweater. That was crazy. That that caused the rise of the boosters because there was an entire economy involved with it. And the agenda at that time was to not be consumers. That was the whole push to look as fly as possible, but you be in the system. You know, the only one that was pretty much going along with the system were the hustlers. They were spending their bread. Then um you know, consumerism kind of got out of control because, like you said, there was an impetus to now everybody got to do the new things, got to keep up and catch up, you know. Then the Versace shirts came in. Now seeing dudes spend 1200 on a shirt. You know what I'm saying? On a <laughs> product came on in. A... I'm seeing dudes spend three and $400 on, on not even plastic shoes. Yeah, these was like petroleum <laughs> plastic shoes. Yeah, I'm seeing the belt culture come in when now you're spending three, four, and five on the belt. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, this thing is going to get out of control, you know what I'm saying? Because there's no way, like, boosters can't even handle all of these requests, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it now is national. As before, when you've seen with fashion, it would originate in New York. It would take some years to kind of catch on throughout the rest of the country. But because of hip-hop, and the platform that it obtained at that time, right? MTV, everybody was embracing it at that time. So it was a grand platform, 94, 95, 96. It used to be able to tell the difference. You used to be able to tell the difference between a a dude from New York and a dude from Virginia. Now you can't even tell the difference no more. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, right, fashion fashion became homogenized. You know what I'm saying? To a degree where the individuality aspect was no longer embraced. It wasn't about, yo, I'm going to break out with this and look totally different. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to throw a Pele on and, you know, uh, orange color shirt. You know, like the, the, the original aspect of things were no longer embraced. It's like, nah, Versace only got six designs. You better have one of them. Exactly. You, know you go to the BT Awards, everybody got on the same yeah, shirt. Yeah, everybody got the same shirt on. <laughs> everybody got the same shirt on, and they definitely acted more European. Yeah. Um, and that never course. happened before, you know. No. And what really, what really, um, to me, when I was able to identify that we had turned the corner, and definitely is when it hit the dance hall. Now, let me tell you something about the dance hall. I'm not Jamaican brethren prior to that. You know, the dance hall was an environment that was very masculine. You know what I'm saying? It was a very masculine society, almost probably, you know, ultra-masculine. It probably went overboard because everything has a pendulum that has to switch, that has to to, to shift. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there was only, you know, no bocce board, boogering, and and they was just very anti homosexual at the time, you know, the, the emphasis was on the woman and, you know, giving the agony to her body and everything and, you know, the rude boys and every, you know what I'm saying? And everybody was hot-stepping and what have you. But when I seen 
dudes now coming in the spot with the pointy shoes, and they went tight before hip hop, right? They yeah, went, they went. Yeah, they were <laughs> doing the um the the, the euro sizes because remember there was the euro had sizes, the pants they had sizes that you couldn't even identify. You like what was that? Exactly. Like, what size if you were tight, if you were tight yeah. back in the day, you were either homosexual or Jamaican. <laughs> right, so they had the tight pants on, and then they used to wear shirts with the with the tags, the labels on them. So now dance hall started changing into a fashion house, because dance hall would entertain. They would take some dictates from hip hop and run with it. Yo, this is what they're doing in hip hop now. We're gonna do it our way. Hip hop kind of tried to borrow some things from them. It didn't work too well. But you know, where you had an artist like Big, who was a Brooklyn artist of Jamaican descent he can kind of bridge that gap. So he bridged a lot of gaps. So now Kooji was popping in the dance hall. Versace and Moschino and D&G, all of that took off because most of the Flatbush girls were boosters. Okay? So, you know, we started seeing this interrelationship between fashion now, dance hall, where it's like, oh, my outfit costs the most. You know what I'm saying? I got my tags on to prove it. Like, they was coming to the dance hall with tags on their clothes. They wasn't even probably tags. <laughs> but it, was the it was totally materialistic. Remember the booster influence from the Jamaicans. You have to add that in. It wasn't buying it. I just said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, the, the, the majority of the Jamaican girls that brought it in to the club at that time was because they was the ones also that was in them stores getting that bread. You know? And then they wanted it. They wanted it back in yard. So they like, yo, if a Versace shirt is selling for twelve hundred up here, you know what I'm saying? Like in Jamaica, literally, you could get an arm and a leg for it. You know what I'm saying? And then we started seeing the era of women willing to do something strange for a pair of jeans. I mean, that was already in the, that you know that had been in play for a minute. And if you really think about the the correlation, you know, of being a slave to fashion or a slave to cotton. You know what I'm saying? Because I was seeing shorties do something strange for uh, a new pair of guest jeans and a new Nordica sweatshirt or guest sweatshirt. You know what I'm saying? Let's not even talk about polo. Tommy Hill. You know? But when D&G, Moschino, Donna Corinne, and all of these other labels started becoming you know, the must-have brands, these were the things that were used as tools to identify a person's stature in society. This was, you know, the barometer. Oh, yeah, it was going down. And because, you know, not only are you perceived a certain way, but you your self-perception also changes as well. You know, we unconsciously take on and embrace these personas that the um, the clothes are associated to. You know, we um yes. And and changing yes. your dress or changing your dress. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Glad you said that because so, I just want to touch on this point before you continue because at no point prior to that, like I said, the sentiments for homosexuality in the black community was one that was very low. You know what I'm saying? Like it was almost taboo. Very few places can you find, um, you know, people that will feel a certain way. Even when the AIDS thing hit, you know what I'm saying, hip-hop didn't necessarily um, 
accepted as something that they were saying, yo, this is an issue that is all of our issue. They was just like, yo, that's their issue. You feel me? But when exactly. Versace died, when Gianni Versace died, when 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 um when Andrew Cunanan blew his brains out in Miami, then you started seeing an outpouring of sentiments unlike anything I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like it was on the tantamount to how our parents must have reacted when Kennedy got his head peeled. Ah. You know? And they talk about hip hop don't brace homosexuals. That's all we wear. <laughs> I'm saying nowadays all you have on is a bunch of homosexuals. And so, you know, your swag changes when you put on certain clothes. You know, just like a child who wears his favorite uh, superhero T-shirt or favorite superhero pajamas, he starts walking around, jumping around the house, acting like he got superpowers. You know, when we put on certain clothes, we 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 start to act a certain way too, a certain uh, shirt or, or pair of jeans or shoes has a uh, status of, of success attached to it. We start to walk around with our heads up. You know what I'm saying? But the problem right. is um, we've got so caught up in this illusion that we become grand illusionists and don't even realize it. We need to start acting our wage and 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 start and start dressing appropriately because you know. By, by changing your dress is one of the many signs um, that tells that your character changed as well. I, I remember when um, Cameron was uh, making fun of Jay-Z because he had on um, flip-flops and khakis on. You remember that? <laughs> so he was like, let's say he was like, what gangster does that? What gangster wear flip-flops and, and khakis? And say it. So, right. You, you could tell that Jay-Z was a whole different level at that time, and this is, was, was, was during the 2000s. So, you know, Cameron hasn't, didn't change his mentality at that point. He was still wearing pink and shit. And so, you know, even colors, even by, by the, not even by the brand you wear, by, by, by the colors you wear, it, it, affects, it affects your persona. You know, you know, people wear dull colors usually introverts. People wear bright colors are usually um, extroverts. But if an introvert starts to wear bright colors, then he might start taking on the characteristics of of um of the extrovert. So, you know, clothes has a effect on us, a subconscious, a metaphysical effect on us that, that, that we don't even realize that we need to start to becoming aware yeah. of. I wanna actually um take this particular time to go to the lines and bring our our big brother, Brother Cyrus Ellen, who has, you know what I'm saying, a, a sizable footprint in the industry, and he can speak to some of these topics that we have raised, you know what I'm saying, as somebody that not only was in the industry at that time, but I know that he also was around during these periods that we're talking about when fashion started taking more of a Eurocentric slant and turn. You know, especially as someone who worked at uh, at Fat Farm, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or at an Aboriginal, what I call an Aboriginal art house, you know, because fashion is art, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, yeah, there was a very interesting dynamic at Fat Farm, the way that Russell borrowed from the 
quote-unquote American aesthetic of Argyles and what have you, this particular look that one would associate not with inner-city youth, you know, but the, you know, somebody such as himself who was looked upon at that time as the quote-unquote the father of rap or, or hip-hop or please don't bludgeon me to death, family. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not making this up or saying <laughs> this is who he is, but, you know, he holds the title, and whatever that title is, it was definitely well-respected at the time, and he was able to make waves by doing that because that set a precedent for a lot of other people, artists at that time that came along with Fashion Line. So let's bring the brother in for some commentary. Call from the 718-300-300. Peace. Peace, fellas. Greetings, brother. Peace, peace. Peace, 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 family. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace to the uh, to the brothers, Red and Blue. You know what I mean? Um, KTL Radio. And peace, peace to the guys. Um, good to meet you. Good to hear you, brother. Brother Grand Arc, huh? Yes, sir. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm sitting here listening. I'm tuning in. You know, to a real good uh, conversation. I was I wanted to jump right in actually without taking up too much time. And kind of want to say thanks to the brothers for bringing me on, considering me for the for the show. Seemed like uh, like you know I was thinking about it, but when you called me from earlier, you know, kind of how to tie together uh, the the topic. Of course, I um in the era I'm you know I'm still in the industry now. I actually got to witness the uh, the collapse. I would say that the sabotage of uh, what people consider the, the urban industry, and then tying that into the conversation, um, it seems you know to me it, it's, it's clearly you know we're talking about uh, uh, image, you know controlling our image, and the power that's that's invested in in controlling your image versus having someone else control it, and it seems that we the same way we've kind of lost control where we were stolen, the will was stolen in the music. You know, so that the, the 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 you know our music. I was listening in last week listening to the brother from um, uh, Black and Noble, Nobel, brother yeah, Levi, Black and Noble, Philly, right, brother Levi, talking about the effect, brother Levi talking about the effects of the music when we don't have control of it. The 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 the, uh, the fashion industry or our trends, you know, have been kind of seem seem like they've been uh, 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 you know in a premeditated way they've been stolen from us. Now we don't control our image. And they're directing our image toward this whole thing, like you said. Red, Red was talking about Big and Puff, you know what I mean? And it's funny, I mean, I got notes right there basically saying, like, the same thing. It's in terms of them steering us toward that whole Euro, you know, the Euro look. Um, and, uh, you know, also, and that, that's that's my general thought. I have a bunch of stuff on it. But also the, the effects, like the brother just, just mentioned just now, the effects of, of, you know, being freshly dipped, like we used to call it, you know, it, it, it's it's drug-like. You know, um, the person that, the person who's 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 fresh and confident and had to got the the luxury to select the choices that they wear from head to toe, and they know the cues that are right, and you know the in, in, you know the ones that are wrong, and then versus the person who had to compromise or didn't even get a choice and had to go in with something that's you know kind of like dated or dusted. You know what I mean? The psychological effect is profound. I would say it's drug like. And, and, and yes. that, that's why I wanted to build into it. And also touching on the, you know, the way the trends are driven, 
through celebrities and, and you know from from the brothers to the sisters. They had Rihanna. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that a couple of weeks ago. They gave up you know a lot of uh, acclamations for wearing basically a shirt. She was the sister was nude. She had all on Swarovski diamonds. I don't think I guess those were Swarovski crystals. Um, but yeah, she huh? was nude. She was basically nude, and that's where it's going to. Yeah, that's where it's been going. The sister's been going step by step, tighter and tighter clothing, and less and less and more daring to to it's gonna be nudity in a minute. Now they got this whole shared thing. They jumping off, and you know we're not controlling so, our image. Yeah, because because the brothers are tight now. Niggas is almost on superhero status. KTV shout out to, shout out to KTV us we Hollywood decoded. But beyond that, the sisters went beyond tight. They just going naked now. Like the brothers are going tight, the sisters are going butt ass. So we're talking about, you know, in the future, wearable technology where you it might be an app where you could just be butt ass. Like, you know, if you're around people that you comfortable with, you could just press a button and this whole shit will just come off. Like that's Basically. where we're going. Basically, you know what I mean. <laughs> that's where it's going. We, you know, we, we and they're it. comfortable, as you can see, the sisters are very comfortable with homosexual men because they allow them to be, you know, they, I've never, I've never seen or heard, you know, or, or read a homosexual telling a sister, get on your goddess. Like, what are you doing, sister? Like, you know, you're not a goddess today. Like, they, they, you know, they like, go ahead, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're promoting the side of, they're promoting Rome. Come on, man. It's all Roman. Let's be really honest right now. And I know there's some homosexuals probably out there clutching their pearls, but let's talk about it. You know, they're 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 all a they're all a collective, from the knuckle draggers, you know what I'm saying, to the dudes wearing purses, to the sisters wearing hoodies, you know what I'm saying, to to the sisters in the strip club, like the whole collective is just super duper Roman at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have become the savages you despise the most, or maybe not even you, maybe the people before you may have despised, but they have bought into this matrix, they've bought into this Romanistic way of living, this Caligula lifestyle to a fucking T. Facts. Like like the young God said, when niggas had, when, when we went rock and roll with it, when we allowed dudes to put on them rock and roll jackets and act like they were part of that culture, where they wanted to do record sales, I don't know what it is they have, I don't know what, why they did that. But the minute they put on the uniform of the villain, right. niggas have become the villain. That was not a Tupac-inspired tattoo-your-face kind of thing. That was a Little Wayne. Little Wayne was inspired from some motherfucking death metal, heavy metal, Europeans, or Baby, whatever the hell is going on over there with them, them weirdos. That was not Tupac-inspired. That's not thug life. That wasn't the, 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 uh, the, the AK... 50 niggas and Nefertiti on your chest tattoo type of movement. That right there was Negroes trying to appease to Europeans by adapting their culture that was not theirs in the first place. We had Chuck Berry with Twist and all that. I ain't talking about that. We we talking about death metal. We talking about Rick Rubin. We talking about Jimmy Iovine. We talking about all that. These niggas that come up to our table and be like, yo, you know what about the, you know, y'all know about the Illuminati? And it's like, nigga, you don't even know what the Illuminati is. You don't even know that you're part of the tsunami. You don't. You you sitting. You staring at me with mad tattoos. You got crosses on your neck, homie. Basically. Like you got face tats and neck tats. You part of the Illuminati wave. Yeah. You, you yeah. got washed. 
the Rick Rubin influence, the, the right, satanic right. influence, the okay. hip hop. Nigga, you selling crack, telling me about the asking me is Jay Z and the Illuminati? You killing your people? You yeah, part of the, you, right, nigga? Right. You walking with a nigga right. with a purse? And you talk about Illuminati. Uh, Somebody looked right. at my head rule chain and was like, that's Satan. Kanye West was wearing it. I'm like, I, I need to just stay inside, man, because these streets is completely upside down. Like, are you serious? You looked at the Hey Rue piece that said that that right, was Satan right. because you saw a video on YouTube that said that that was Illuminati. Okay. Yeah, these dudes, right, they be walking down with their pants down to their ass talking about no homo and stop that gay shit. When they are walking contradiction, it be it be really it really do be crazy. You feel me? It doesn't even you, make sense no more. You go it's back just, to mm-hmm. crazy. You go back to when um the collapse happened when we lost our we because you know for a while we kind of sort of had our own lane and we we had a signature look an urban look that wasn't necessarily emasculating you know what I mean. And when you go back uh-huh. to the decline of it, it came through. I mean, we talked on the last show about how uh, certain brands like Fat Farm, which was, was going fine until they, they did a business deal where they got certain licenses were sent out, and then it was done horribly, footwear specifically. And then those, they, were, they were made into a joke. You know, same thing happened with similar happened with FUBU. Now you say those names, people cringe. But Apple I mean, Bottom. They, Mm-hmm, exactly. Apple Bottom was, it was white hot, and then it just got it. It was a joke. But at the toward the end of the decline, when it was less, you know, almost, you know, when it, when it became, you know, when it, when it was long, no longer taken serious, it was a line, a song that Jay said. Remember the line? I know, I know, red or blue, know exactly what I'm talking about in the song. What can I? What more can I say? What he said? He said, "I don't wear jerseys. I'm 30 plus. Give me a fresh pair um, and, and a button up." After when, that. He, when he it killed the jersey, it killed the throwbacks, which was one of the last little remnants that we had of what we doing. We were doing our own thing. Then we went into like the button up look and the the whole that's that's there that's right in the Europe the European look and and, and there was really no, nothing yeah, after that. And I add on to that, that was Banana Republic and Gap inspired. Why? Because right. we were boosting that back then. So right. when we went into that era with the whole button up look. That's when the that's when the lines begin to blur. Exactly what you're saying, bro. Because right. in the Jersey era, I was doing the Jersey. We were getting them overseas from Korea. The Grade A knockoffs going to Atlanta, selling them for three hundred, two fifty, like killing them. You know what I'm saying? And right. he went. When I remember being in a parking lot waiting for a customer one night, and Greg Street played that Jay Z verse. It was a grand. It was a world premiere. That was on a Friday night. Facts. Right. I had a whole trunk full of jerseys. That Sunday, I went to Copeland's to go make some more sales. Niggas was hitting me with the Heisman. Right. Dead ass. Exactly. Like, it was dead in the water, they right? Hit me with the the Heisman. They did not dead want no jerseys. After that, the punk look came real strong. We started with the punk, wearing the punk jackets and wearing the tighter jeans because it got dead for a minute. Like everybody's like, "Well, so what do we do? Like, where we? What's our look? What's our look?" And it was really no look. Other, it was just the button up and preppy look. But and then it came it rock. Then it came skate. Came right behind that skate. Finished it. Guess who brought it in? Blue. Do you want to act? Do you want to? You want to go for the million dollar prize? Little Wayne. Not at all. He's not Kick the culprit. Who? Kick push. Um, what's him call it? Lupe Fiasco. He's innocent Lupe as well. Fiasco. There you go. Nah, he's not sweet. 
it was the there was an epic battle that took place that shifted the um that shifted the influence of hip hop forever. Now Okay, yeah. It was the, the um, epic battle took place on nine eleven. The first epic battle that took place on nine eleven was between Jay Z and, 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 and um Jay Z and Nas where Nas beat was the vicar in that. So you was able to save face for a few more years. But when Kanye West battled fifty cent and said that if right. I win this battle, not only will people not listen to you anymore, but the influence of the thug, the influence of the baggy jean look, the influence of the oversized chains, the influence of the do-rag, all of that shit gets washed away when I defeat you on September 11th, and they build it as a battle royale. But people don't know the, the magical, they don't know the magical properties of a 9-11. They don't know the metaphysics. They don't understand that because... You know, niggas is just niggas, and they want to be like that. I have no problem. We got a place for you. But he washed them in that battle, and then you see the progressive change of fashion, of culture, the merging of the cultures, whatever he wished, whatever he wanted, whatever he aspired for His in his group. Remember, he represented not just Kanye West, the same way that Jay-Z didn't represent. Jay-Z represents... The niggas from Bed-Stuy, Crown Heights, Flatbush, Brownsville, the hustlers. You understand what I'm saying? The boosters, the 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 the, the hit the I nine five. He it's not just Jay Z. He represents a legion of people. Jay Z didn't yeah. blow up. They blew Jay Z up. He wasn't in the clubs. It was the people that he represents. They the niggas is doing bottle service to this day. Running Miami, running Atlanta. They brought. They created Black Hollywood in Atlanta. They created the wave that you see in South Beach. They created the wave in New York. That wasn't Jay-Z. He, he made the soundtrack for the people that, that did that. So Kanye West, it's not just Kanye West. He's the, he creates the soundtrack. He's the movement for the homosexual, the black homosexual, educated. Uh, I, wear, I wear J. Crew, you know what I'm saying? I'm into finer things in life. You know, I'm into Rome. I'm, I'm Howard graduate. Ray, Ray, you know what I mean? Ray I'm in the industry. I, I, I lock the industry down. I'm Ryan Leslie's best friend. You know what I mean? I take selfies at work. Those niggas. <laughs> yeah. Those basically. niggas. So he basically. represent that movement. He brought niggas no, out the closet. He brought. He, he, nah. he. Huh? Let the brother talk, please. Yeah, I'm sorry. Nah, he, he he's building. I'm 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 feeding him, feeding him, and he he he. You know, his brothers are in the culture as well, so you can kind of follow the train. But yeah, the Ray Band. In the in the vans. Why are we wearing vans? Why are we wearing skate? Why we got skateboard culture? That's not our culture. We embrace embracing somebody else's culture at that point. And you embracing rock and roll, and you, you know, you at that point, what happens is with this whole thing going back to controlling your image, um, is is if once we start to they can paint a story across a couple of different boards, including the music, uh, and definitely with the fashion where we're leaning toward Euro. It makes us, you know, to me, it feels like the whole play is towards, uh, it's like a eugenics. It's eugenics. All the way at the top is eugenics. It's basically we're going to take them off the planet because we're going to get them on amalgamation. We're going to negate the attraction between the, the brothers and the sisters. You know what I mean? And if they, they ain't together, then that makes it that much easier for us. And then you match that to, you know, the, the heavy, you know, weight marketing campaign um, from, from Hollywood and, Everywhere else, you know what I mean, with the music in terms of uh, matching the European, uh, the male particularly with the sisters, once you start going toward this culture, you're, 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 that's butt kissing. 
you shouting out cars and we putting up their cars, but it's like you're, you're, they're all had this butt kiss and we don't make cars. They make cars. And if they're making us look, you know, they're, they're painting us a picture, they're painting our image as 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 second class human. You know what I mean? And we we can't we can't help them paint the picture. What we now we helping them paint the picture? To me, that's what I kind of sort of see, and it's a huge, you know, it's just, it's for brothers and sisters, it's kind of like a turnoff. Especially, I mean, for brothers to embrace it. This, this is just my thoughts as far as fashion. Now they got, you know, we dying, we falling all over us. So they got Kanye at the on the runways in Europe, and his brother got he got a toga on or whatever. You know what I mean? He's wearing cleavage and all that showing. It's, it's you know, it's painting our image. It's kind of foolish. Um, it's kind of sort of you know, it's, it seems to me to be the name of the game, but. Yeah, brother, brother Red is breaking it down. Actually, how they, you know, how they basically when Jay kind of steered it toward there, we just we ate it up after that. You know, what I mean, there's a thousand other examples, brother, brother Grand Arc. I know you, you know, what I mean, you 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 follow that same thought, like all the other things that we picked up. That's all European culture, skate culture, and rock culture. We serious, you know? So. Nah, definitely. I think we didn't have a um, like you said, whoever controls the image controls the culture. Point blank is simple. And then we didn't have a control on that image, then they wouldn't be able to um, intercept our culture like this. And I think that's the main problem. You know, we need to come up our own platforms, um, our own uh, take over social media and other forms like that. And I think now um, with forms like Instagram and, and, uh, and Twitter and Facebook, I see a, a rising conscious culture again. It's, it's, it's slowly progressing, but I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see everybody I, see the bigger picture and rebel against this Eurocentric, um, homocentric right. um, image. The how does one go y'all? about... Go ahead, bro. Nah, go. Nah, nah. Yeah, y'all go saying, on, I wanted on, to on, ask, how does, how well, does one... Yeah. How does one go about countering a trend? You know what I'm saying? Especially one that we clearly see is fueled by an outside entity that has reserves into the billions and has an agenda attached to it. You know, defeat the enemy if the enemy knows where they want to go and you don't necessarily know where you want to go. You just know that you want to go in a different direction. Well, I, I see this hippie look coming along, even though... It has a lot of attachment to, I guess, the um, you know, the the the, the homosexual, the young homosexual era. But I see this hippie look coming along and progressing in more of a conscious way. Even though it's kind of punkish, but at least it's rebellious, and at least it's kind of revolutionary. And I think with 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 all our forms of social media, I think we're starting to, you know, um. I think social media is becoming uh, just as equal as television now. So even overnight stars like, like um, what's his name, Bobby Smurda, he didn't even have a record deal. He didn't even have a song. All he had was a video, and now he's hot because of yeah, social media. You, like, did you see that video of him at, dancing at um, Epic for that room full of white people in um, L.A. Reid? Nah, I didn't even see that. Yeah, go online. It's on World Star. Contastic. But I just want to share. <laughs> I just want to share briefly, you know, to counter what it is that I saw was the assault on our people from a uniformity perspective. And the, the 
the assault that our people were undergoing on their image briefly. You know, I know that we don't have too much longer for the broadcast, but I started, well, I, I, I started a long time ago. But in 2003, I found myself in Miami, Florida as a stylist, okay? I never, I never, I never aspired to be a stylist. I never knew that I would be summoned to be a stylist. But due to the way that I was dressing, and due to the way that you know I had access to clothing and the labels and things of that nature, I was tapped by Pitbull, Armando Perez, stylist. He flew me to uh, Miami, Florida. Facts and my brother's right here. You know what I mean for my fact check. And made me his stylist in 2003, as a matter of fact. And by doing such, I was able to now see the inner workings of the uh, clothing industry and things of that nature. Because before I was just taking clothes. I'm going to just keep it real. I was in the boosting game. We was just going into stores, removing items, you know, in the name of uh, cotton reparations and things of that nature. And then bringing them back, you know, to the hood on some on some uh, Robin Hood shit, you know, like Jay Z said, buy a half price sweater for new. But being a stylist taught me. I learned I learned about showrooms. I learned about manufacturing. Uh, I started gaining knowledge about a lot of things, and that didn't last too long. The whole stylist thing with me and him, because his style began to change. You know what I mean? Because I came in during the era when he was into crunk music. So we were pulling jerseys, we were pulling stuff from Urban and whatnot. He began to move towards a more, uh, um, they call it mature look. He got into the more more mature thing. So we parted ways, and I came back to New York, Harlem specifically, 2006. What I began seeing was men that were not, I was learning about my ancestors. I was learning about Kemet. I was learning about the great empires. I was I was a student of Dr. Valentine and Bobby Hemmets and Doc, Dr. Deborah Blair, C. Freeman L., and all of the great master teachers who have come before. I was at their feet. We were going to lectures and things of that nature. I was seeing brothers and sisters in Harlem, the place that I learned that great people walked down these streets and did great things. This is where the Harlem Renaissance took place. This, where our, this was the epicenter for our culture. Niggas was walking up and down the streets wearing Bart Simpson, and, you know, uh, uh, cereal box, t- uh, T-shirts with cereal boxes on it, um, uh, talking about illicit drug sales and things of that nature. And I was seeing people that I thought were conscious yeah. wearing uniforms that did not speak. The, the uniforms were not, unless they were undercover knuckle dragons, but the uniform didn't match what they the, were saying, what they represented. Exactly. Fact, That's I couldn't why. Even have, I couldn't even have healthy conversations. Based That's on why Kings County is so ill. That's why Kings County is so ill. The answer lies in the, the, the balance between or the, the struggle between being strong mentally versus, you know, us, the, the men. And I got mm-hmm. this, this part, I got to pin it on the, the brothers, like the, the men of our culture. Being strong mentally, men and women, actually, at the end of the day, strong mentality is the only way we're going to trump this strong marketing that they have. They, 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 you know, remember, remember the story about Gulliver? I think it was Gulliver's Travels or something like that. The giant, they knocked him down, a bunch of little people yeah, knocked Gulliver. the giant right. down, they, yeah. tied him, they tied him to the ground. 
by by having hip hop on Smash, how they have it right now, where they can do or promote whatever they want because they they knock it down, they put it in the play to knock it out in the early '90s, and at this point, it's kind of like it's embarrassing. It's like we're tied down. It's like you're on you're on our backs. Um, once we have this strong enough mentality to say, wait, but but but, bust out like 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 you know like Red was just saying. You know, we we uh, none of this makes any sense. Y'all making us wear stuff that doesn't really as, as much as you market it and you polishing it and you got everybody doing it and you can jump any trend off no matter how ridiculous it is. It doesn't make any sense to any the average person. We start seeing brothers wearing skirts you're like that doesn't make any sense. You see breasts, male breasts, it's, that, it doesn't make any sense. You see the SpongeBob shirts, it's not logical. So. Strong mentality. I mean, understanding your culture, understanding the fact that they're clowning gods. We the we the gods, and they, the fact that they you can clown a god is it doesn't make any sense. But once you realize you god, you can't be the clown. At the same time, I think it starts there. In the same way, when it when it seemed like it started to gain momentum to me is when they were able to take a masterful MC. You know, and, and it was like a, it was like almost like the nail in the coffin of rap. We just didn't hear the sound until it hit, and, 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 and Biggie Smalls, and make him go against the grain of what was the norm by coming so hard with absurdity, and it was it was fresh because it was literally so different. We need a we need an MC like that right now. We got to get our arm off the ground. Rap, you know, the rap music, hip hop has to get released, and it has it's got to be a. A Jay Electronica or a Lupe Fiasco or somebody's got it in them. I'm looking at the brother. What's the brother from L.A. right now? To off Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick. Got it in yeah. them. And they can bust got it, it open. Sound like big in this whack version where everything is going left. And somebody needs to come right hard and put it down. And once we get that, then we then it comes into like in, in, the, in the apparel game. It's very complicated because there's so many gates. Uh, I believe that was read as well. He's, you know, you talked about... You know, being in a game, and you could get shut down very easily because you got to have gate. You got to get through the gate in order to get into the the, the get to the kids. You got to be in the stores. In order to get in the stores, you got to be in the right mags. In order to get in the right mags and for the promotion, you got to have the right PR people. And PR people are more fussier than the store. That's too many gates. That's foolproof. They got it down to a mathematical science. They like we see the guys, we see them trying to come up. And we can either turn the dial on the finances, you know, so they can't do it, or we can turn one of these but, gates and choke them, brother, but brother, brother, arc. The, the science you just mm. broke down is is what I've seen how slow bucks got hot. Now I'm from the same neighborhood as slow bucks, out the slow bucks, um, in Queens. Um, uh, the brother slow, he was uh, working with Fifty Cent, you know, doing promotions for him, driving around the hood in the 50 cent truck. And then he finally, um, you know, he was going to start his own line, but really he was going to start his own internet site called slow bucks. It was was just a promotional site, but then he started giving out these promotional t-shirts. Right. Um, he started giving out and he was, since he was already in the industry, he started giving out, he knew, he knew the ins and outs. He knew a couple rappers. He started a couple of rappers. Where I'm boom, Jules Santana. Jules Santana, he was it didn't after fifty cent, he was working with Jules Santana. Um, had Jules Santana um start wearing it and that's how it got hot. He said, I right, fuck the um the the internet promotion site. Now I'm now I'm just doing clothing and apparel. Because he had the ins and outs and he had the platform 
um, with the rappers already and and had the connections, he was able to make a name for himself. And right. you know, shout out, shout out to him. I'm 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 still trying to see where he's gonna go with it. I'm saying we used to go to um, elementary school together. Him and um, the other guy Bucks. He lived. He used to live like a couple blocks from. Me. We used to play ball together. I'm saying so. They some cool, humble people, but yeah, I, I'm I'm still brother, looking right. And but before you know, the clock inspired. transpires, oh, right? Because I don't know if this show is gonna go past eleven. We've been getting cut off. I want you to speak about you know what it is that you're doing with your line. You know what I'm saying? Um, is there a way that we can see it? Is there a way that the people can get to it directly? Of course, you know, my brother Cyrus, the question of the evening is family would like to know what's going on with you, with Sneaker. So please, Absolutely. both of you brothers. Well, um, you can hit me up online, buy my apparel uh, at com. You can also, if you have any questions or you want to interact with me, I put up a lot of posts on Instagram at Get Out the Box TV, Twitter, Get Out the Box TV, Facebook, Get Out the Box TV. Uh, you know, go check it out. Indeed. Yeah, and with uh, with custom, uh, we we actually, of course, you know, we did a uh, we did a little campaign in the summertime uh, to kind of create a little bit of uh, promotional buzz. Um, we we fell a little bit short. We ended up doing a, a Kickstarter. Um, and we, the goal was to go for three fifty. We ended up about one hundred ten thousand dollars short, but we created, created a lot of a whole lot of interest. So now we have um, a, a whole lot of different type of investors that are coming at us. Um, and that secured a deal. We have a deal we secured um, through a, through a, another very interesting line of funding. Um, before I throw it out there, I just want to make sure that it's you know we, we close so I can say this, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. definitely a solid way to operate. But yeah, look for that. We we, we we're looking to, uh, to deliver. Um, for for holiday in first quarter of next year, so so yeah. Okay. I want to say praise and honors uh, too. Uh, we got. Uh-huh. Praise and honors to the prophet. Yeah, yeah, you're a legend. I'm 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 in town, and you know I'm still willing to to extend that that campaign to the streets in New York. You know what I'm saying? So. And we definitely gonna do it. I I, I I'm I'm the type. I'm not a big talker, so like you don't understand how much I appreciate the supporter. Uh, but, you know, brothers like yourself and your, you, you and your brother and his sister, Abundance Child, and you know, a lot of people really came, came, went all out to actually help us get it off the ground. This is for us. I don't know if you can hear it and what I'm saying, but I'm all about, I'm all about that. Yeah. So look for it definitely. I definitely appreciate appreciate y'all for giving me the platform as well. You know, I started my line about three years ago, and now, you know, I'm shipping all the orders all over the world. I got a huge audience on social media. Um, also, shout out to Dr. Eileen. You know, he's one of my master teachers. I, I I studied under him for about a year and a half. Shout out to Eileen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he he taught me um, Tai Chi. Taught me Reiki, Qigong. He put me on to the scientists to get me help get where I'm at today. Shout out. I'm, I'm also a member of New Covenant. So shout out to Brother Polite. Um, and shout out to Red Pill, Blue Pill. Appreciate y'all. Indeed, indeed, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna try this out, family. We got just three minutes remaining. Three, four, seven, six, three, seven, two, one, three, five. We're gonna remain optimistic that uh, you know, we maintain the signal 
after the 11 p.m. hour, 347-637-2135 if you want to continue with us. If time permits, we definitely want to get into a Q&A with the callers on the line. Um, yeah, this feels like real short and impromptu. You know what I'm saying? We got to... <laughs> We have to talk about extending these programs. I'm not used to the short circuit. It's like a short bus. So, you know, but I definitely want to thank both of you brothers for coming forward with the information that we've been able to disseminate on this particular evening. And for the family that's going to be hearing this in the archive, make sure that you reach out to the brother. Make sure that you are on deck by our brother Cyrus when that, when that, when that foot drops. You know what I'm saying? We all need to have that shoe. You know, we need to That's represent. Right. And um, I even seen, like, the fact that trying to run with the design the other day. Like, you know, seeing a few people out there trying to touch on some aesthetics of what I identify first with your shoe. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely yeah, looking to take this. Yeah, I, I got a call. got a couple of calls on that. Exactly. Um, it don't matter. Like, I, I always throw it out. I can throw it two, three years out. So I'm, I'm actually looking to, um, you know, retire temporarily, temporarily retire the Renaissance, which is the main shoe, and then uh, I'll roll out something fresh just to, just to throw everybody off that, that think they got a beat on, on what we're doing. So good luck, good looking for that. And again, thanks for having me on the show. We can get into some more topics too. I'm here, man. I got, I got a little list of other stuff I want to touch on, but I just wanted to get to the core of it. So. Indeed, yeah. Hey, and if we, would, uh, if, if we don't get into it tonight, I do want to share with you, brothers, that this is also uh, a visual presentation. This this presentation, you know, has the legs to become very, right. you know, very, you know, we need to show the people the visual aesthetics as to what it is that we're building also. We will be getting in touch with you, brothers, about something that if we're, we're working on, uh, the next phase of Nota Ledge, and we definitely going to come to you, brothers, to uh, take that to that to that next level. Um, you know, like I said, uh, I feel that all of the answers are right here. You know what I mean? The uh, the marketing, the promotion, the designing, the PR, everything should be in house at this at the end of the day. The brothers on social media, mad heavy, so you know the power of um that we have in our hands now how to how, how things have become level, you know what I mean? This this playing field is more level than it was when we all started out in the industry. And right. um like I said, I look into I go into stores nowadays, I go into boutiques, you know, the comedic clothing is in there, the occult is in there. You know, one of the hottest trends right now is street occult is occult and also cultural icon iconography and things of that nature. The only thing is we need our brands to be making uh the profits off of that. You know what I mean? Those those of us that are pioneers and trailblazers in that in those genres or those niche markets should be the ones benefiting off of that. You know, not not some Russian, you know, Jewish mm-hmm. uh uh company right. that doesn't know anything about the culture but they'll go ahead and pay a freelance artist to, to, you know, create a line and things of that nature. You know, we need to go to China. We need to be able to go overseas and break bread with these factories and things of that nature so we can get these products running and going and empower our brothers and sisters around yeah. America 
with the Indeed. opportunity to be wholesalers. Now, as promised, I want to do this. Let's jump into some callers while we have signal up. You know, we definitely got the hands up in the building. So I want to get some feedback from the audience. Is that okay? Of course, let's do it. Definitely. Okay. All right. Let's go to call from the 347-347-393. Hold on. Call from the 347-393. Call Peace. Peace. Peace to the host. Peace to the guests. Uh, I'm really just sitting down and absorbing everything. I, I really missed some of the show. Um, I believe the... Uh, the guests are like uh, they produce their own clothes. Hey, yes, indeed. That's right. Well, Peace, brother. You know, much success to y'all. My name is Brother Ty, and um, I look forward to uh, seeing what kind of clothes y'all produce, and uh, definitely, uh, you know, breaking bread. <laughs> I love to see black people doing good, and I love to see us doing well. And um, I think it's important for us to spend money with one another. I think that mm-hmm. I heard y'all say a little bit about um y'all was talking about hip hop and um I see the designs of the clothes is definitely kinda I'm in my thirties, so uh the designs of the clothes is definitely kinda opposite of how I grew up. I'm not interested in wearing tight clothes or you know, I heard y'all talk about skirts or like, you know, like the song with uh baby and little homosexual uh, young brothers lifestyle and all that. That's definitely not the lifestyle I grew up in. And I think that the youth they don't really have an identity like that. And it's important for us to give us the right kind of identity, you know, dealing whether we're dealing with the ancestors or, uh, you know, really just our own personal, how how we are. You know, I feel like everybody is out here trying to be something that they're not. Y'all can elaborate on that. Um, I, like I said, um, culture is the key. That's, that's, that's basically it, controlling the image. Um, they control the youth because they have control over these uh, huge platforms, and we are so insecure because we don't have knowledge of self as well. We don't have. We are so insecure that we just follow anything. You see what I'm saying? And I think that's the problem. You know, once we, you know, you know, hidden colors was was was, was a great movement, and it still is a great movement because that brought knowledge to, to to melanated people all over the world that had no access to this before, had no. Had no idea, and so I think once we get knowledge of self, then I think we'll have more of a stronghold on our culture and start to identify uh, with each other more instead of running off and um and and, and try to embrace another people's culture because that's what it is. Because when 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 you don't have a stronghold of who you are, you're gonna always trying to integrate into somebody else's culture. All right. I noticed also, I'm, you know, I'm not an avid TV watcher, but from time to time, you know, I catch, you know, with the programming, and, you know, real heavy like that show Scandal, the program is now the black woman, the goddess, is taking over, and she's also destroying the, the white man's home. This is very, very interesting. So I, I see that, and, and it's very, it's out there promoted, you know. And I see a lot of uh, black women dealing with white men, it's very, very interesting how we could be programmed through the subconscious to do whatever ideas put right out there, and people are so caught up in the te- television or the programming from the TV that that's their identity, whatever they're told. It's just common sense. It's crazy. 
they they're being they're being programmed to based on programs like uh, uh like scandal that sisters like I can I can attain power but I'm gonna do it for Dolo Dolo for my partner and I'm gonna do it through the European mail and that's 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 one of the underlying things whether she gets power or she ultimately gets destroyed from it I, I've had a hard time I've never been looked at one episode of that series it just it I get really enraged man like some of the stuff and they're like monsters ball right. In order to get an award, yeah, in order to get an award, this is what you have to do, you know what I mean, as an actor. You got to do this with the European male, and you're the sister, you know, and and sister, Holly Berry was an icon. Yeah. And it's the thing, while we're talking about, hold on, while we're talking about this ritual, and we're talking about this particular topic, you know, we also really don't take note that, you know, um, she got the award for doing what it is that she portrayed and what she did. But Denzel got an award for portraying the police officer that actually killed Big. So right. this is how they maximize their ritual. They utilize him to bring in an entire new, entirely new paradigm. You know what I'm saying? Getting everybody caught up in this Roman aspect of things. But they also ritualize him in death. You know what I'm saying? It kills him on the black moon. You know, while a heavy bop comet was passing over and it was a solar eclipse. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then the officer that killed him, right, who was um, Rafael Perez, who's a, the, the, the central figure of the Rampart scandal, this dude was the dude that Denzel portrayed in Training Day. And he won the Oscar for portraying the police to kill Big, directed by the movie, directed by Antoine Fuqua, who went on to do. Brooklyn Finest, and he was also tapped to do the biopic for Notorious B.I.G., but he's going to be doing Tupac's. So Bless you 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 really got to understand how, you know what I'm saying, system. how they, they, they really control the image. Rituals to, to, yeah, control Let's the image. Let's not forget um, 12 Years a Slave, too. 12 Years a Slave. Huh? 12 Years a Slave, the butler. 12 Years a Slave, where she won, she also won an Oscar, and she, was, she got raped by a white man as well. And a lot of these movies, I, I, th- I think yeah. that um, that nobody really brings that up, and you know they try to nobody. They they say you know white people and the white media they say how beautiful she is. Like we all know she's beautiful, you know she she, she she's a pretty woman. But you know why is white that's media all, and that's all they talk about. so much? Yeah. And they're, they're, you know I think what the white media is trying to sell the black woman to the white man right now, and you're seeing it more and more are. often. And right. so, and they're so, not yeah, trying to sell her. They sold her family. Like mm-hmm. I said, at Monsters Ball, she killed her son, right? They killed her man in the in the in the in the, in the chair, right? Mm-hmm. So the black woman's son's in the streets dying. A man is in jail. He's dying in the streets. He's dying behind bars. She's telling this cracker over ice cream, make me feel good. Make me feel right? good. So it started with that. Then you had Kerry Washington, who's Olivia Pope. She did She Hates Me with Spike Lee, where she was the lesbian who was paying this nigga to just give her a seed so she could have a family with the couple. You, you dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward down the line, she's the, the top chick in Scandal. So... We're talking about, and we're talking about, we're watching TVs. Remember, it, TV switched from analog to what? Digital. Bill Valentine and them told you, you got to watch the lectures from the, the early 2000s and the late 90s 
All of these new lectures is basura, and I'm going on record saying that. No offense to nobody, but nobody has come. Nobody has even come within 30 minutes of a Phil Valentine lecture with all of these lectures that have been taking place over the last 10 years, and that's facts. I could put my life on it. Nobody's I mean, being, nobody's that's, prophetic. That's, that's your opinion. That's that your is opinion. my personal opinion. I put my, I, okay. put my, I said I put my word on it. <laughs> all right. And going back to what I said, he the lectures that are four or five hours it. long. Yeah, but they chock full of prophecy, and they, and they yeah, prepare you for everything that's taking place right now. I'm not saying that dudes nowadays are not on it or whatnot, but we're talking about master teachers and what they masterfully did. They so he said that the digital televisions, the plasma screens, motherfuckers is watching these shows on a hundred inch screens, sixty and fifty inch screens, most of the time under the influence of a sacrament, uh, intoxication of wine or liquor. You you on the brown, you on the white. You know Experience. what I'm saying? Some people is on pills. Some motherfuckers sniffing coke. Uh, there's a lot of women that sniff coke these days. Some people is on heroin. Some people is on that good ganja. But their faculties, certain things, certain portals are now exposed. They're watching these movies. They're watching these commercials, these jingles. They're watching these videos. The lines have been blurred. They're watching World Star. So everything is programming at this point. We used to raise a fuss about BT Uncut, bro. That shit is like <laughs> BT Uncut is like 106 in part compared to World Star, which you see in World Star. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, when you, and whenever and, you see... And I go... Mm-hmm. Huh? Nah, not to cut your wisdom. Keep going, Mo. Nah, go ahead, bro. I was going to say, whenever you see... uh uh, uh The brother, brother uh, Grand Og mentioned the, the gaining of knowledge itself. Whenever you see our people get that first enlightened, you know, whether they... whether what Regardless of what channel they come through, once they learn what we, we are, and they learn the ancient history... You know what I mean? You see that, you see that, 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 you know, how people pop back and they become extremely, uh, uh, almost proactive, almost offensive with putting it back in their face, you know, it's just a, I, and I work in, you know, I work, I'm, 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 I work in more science, you know what I mean? I'm a more, um, and you see people pop back out almost in a way where it's like, it's so aggressive. It's almost like you got to get them to slow down, like slow down. Like you, you got a whole golf on, like an ancient golf <laughs> thousand years ago yeah, you yeah. for three months. The energy comes back the other way. We need, we need that right now. We so weak. You know, we need we need to we need to bring that energy back where we you know from that that's only gonna well, come from knowledge itself. It's only and facts. I, I mean I think about it, family. We are all former caterpillars on this phone. And the brothers and sisters that are listening to the show, I'm sure that ninety eight percent of us were caterpillars. We were knuckle draggers. Okay? I was in a deep in, sleep in our for own a way. Huh? I said I was in a deep sleep for a minute. I ain't gonna lie. Many of us are sleeping giants. We awoken. We have to be honest with ourselves. So if we did it, what's to say that they can't do it? Or what's to say that when they get this information that they won't shed their, they won't go into a cocoon, they go into the darkness like the caterpillar does, and then break out of that paralysis, out of that coma state, that, that comatose, 